Hello, autumn is upon us. My kids are busily planning their Halloween costumes. My dog is busily tracking mud all over the floor. I'm getting out the sweaters and beginning to dream about warm places to travel to in the dead of winter. I find that the change in season is a nice external cue to spend a little bit of time reflecting on what's ahead, making some plans, not just business plans or business goals, but also thinking about what my family needs in this coming season, generally using the cooler temps to put on a sweater, pour some tea, and take a little time for reflection. The ability to create time and space for self-reflection is a superpower, especially for entrepreneurs who are constantly busy and constantly in motion. So here's your friendly reminder to do that today, to carve out a little time, maybe by yourself, maybe also with your significant other. Spend a couple hours dreaming and talking about what this season might hold for you, bringing some attention and intention to how you're spending your time. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome to the Zen Founder Podcast. This is a place where we have conversations about mental health and entrepreneurship. We have a pretty broad conceptualization of what mental health means, sometimes depression, anxiety, sometimes relationships or physical health. The goal here is to bring some calm into the crazy roller coaster of ups and downs that is life for many entrepreneurs. I'm your host, I'm Dr. Sherry Walling. I'm a clinical psychologist and an entrepreneur, married to an entrepreneur, live in the world of entrepreneurs, and I'm so pleased that you have joined us for this conversation. One of the hardest things that happens in business often takes people by surprise. It's not necessarily managing revenue. It's not necessarily making those great hires. Often the thing that really is the gut punch, that really sort of cuts an entrepreneur or leader right to the core is much more human than you might expect. It comes in the form of a glass door review or a tweet or some kind of feedback that indicates that someone really doesn't like you. I appreciate that this may sound like uh, like schoolyard politics, like, oh, Johnny doesn't like me, meow, 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 who cares about that? But I've seen it derail lots of really high-performing leaders because they get in this kind of perseverative, distracted, zone where they kind of can't believe that someone is super upset with them, with their product, with their company, with the way that their team employs people. The bigger your company gets, the more successful you are, the more touch points you have both internally and externally, the more likely this is going to happen to you at some point, that someone is going to decide that you are their problem and that they don't like you and they're gonna tell people about it. Most of the entrepreneurs that I work with are, they're pretty self-reflective humans. They understand that relationships really drive a lot of business success. They try to be self-aware, they try to be good leaders, they try to be aware of others around them. So they're relatively conscientious. They're not people who sort of go stomping through the world saying whatever they want, not caring about how it offends people or you know what reaction it has. Most of us who are you know, responsible, conscientious adults are pretty thoughtful about how our behavior, how our words impacts other people. So when someone decides that you are their problem, it can be pretty shocking. And as I mentioned, it can really derail someone's focus, a leadership team, an executive team, a business partnership, because they're now directing attention towards 
trying to solve this interpersonal problem or this maybe public relations problem rather than, you know, moving forward with business as usual. So what to do when someone doesn't like you? First of all, I think it is important to as objectively and as neutrally as possible, really look at what it is they're saying. Is it possible that they have a point? Do they have some feedback for you or for how your company conducts itself that could be valuable? Even if it's packaged in some vitriol, even if it's packaged in a way that's like aversive and ugly, is it worth at least taking a pause, reading it neutrally, and seeing if there's some feedback that can be useful to you? I think that's the first thing that's you know, important in being a kind of humble, self-reflective leader. The second thing that I think is pretty helpful is to neutralize the emotional power of this piece of feedback. I don't know if you've ever seen people reading mean tweets, but this is kind of a helpful model here. Maybe you collect this feedback from this person that doesn't like you or is angry at you, and you read it out loud to your partner or your friends it becomes neutral when you take it out of the shadows and you just sort of like put it out there in the world and practice getting comfortable with the fact that these words are out there in the world about you. They become less powerful. You become less distracted by it, less like ashamed of it. There's generally less emotion about it if you bring it up to the surface of people that you trust and practice giving it less power. The third kind of psychological intervention that I would recommend is really not to do with the negative feedback, but has to do with the positive feedback, which is inevitably present in all of our lives as leaders. It's collecting a file or a folder of thank you cards, of emails from people who have worked with you or who have been your clients, who appreciate your product, who appreciate the way that you lead. It's collecting a little counterbalance to the negative by storehousing some of the positive things that people have said about who you are and your leadership. And the reason that we do this is because our brains are really highly attuned to negative feedback. Negative feedback from an evolutionary perspective signals threat. And so we want to be super aware of threat because it may mean that there's something dangerous for us. So in the business world, it's hard to remember sort of the, the caveman and woman times where something negative might have meant that, you know, a tiger was after us or something. But our brains still have that imprint. So we're much more likely to think about, to ruminate about negative feedback, to pay a lot of attention to the negative things that people say, almost to the exclusion of the positive. And so we have to like actively even out the data. Most of us, again, if we're kind of conscientious and aware, are maybe gonna get one or two or three super, super negative things coming across our professional, most of us are gonna get a lot more really positive feedback and gratitude than we're gonna get negative. But we often give most of our attention to the negative. So we wanna really counteract that or counterbalance that by reminding ourselves of the difference that we're making, of the impact of our company, of the policies and processes that we put in place to help our employees feel sound, to feel heard, to feel safe, to feel like they can do their best work. So when you get that negative feedback, read it, listen to it, take it in as much as is helpful, but then also fuel your brain with some of the positive. So your brain doesn't get off balance. 
The fourth strategy that I think is really helpful in working through negative feedback is asking for help. It is contacting a PR firm, it's contacting a therapist or a coach, it's having people help you think about how to work with this negative feedback, both in public and then interpersonally. Sometimes we're just not objective anymore. When someone has deeply criticized our leadership or the company that we've built, we're, again, we're in threat. We're not objective anymore. We're unable to really think neutrally or solve problems creatively. So this is a really good time. The more upset you are, the more helpful it is to have some outside perspective. Again, for that internal management of your own feelings and reactions, as well as that external perception management, the PR pieces, the communication to the rest of the team. How do you comment back in a public forum in a way that makes sense and minimizes the likelihood of inflaming the situation? Don't feel like you have to manage all of these things on your own, especially if you are angry or upset about what someone has said about you publicly. The fifth thing that I would say about working through the experience of someone not liking you is again to recognize that you are not for everyone. Everyone is not going to like you and that may seem obvious, maybe it even seems trite, but I think really honing in, really getting calm and centered about the fact that you exist in the world to do the work that you're doing, to be connected to the people that you are serving, your family, your friends, the people you love, the employees you employ. You're here for those folk. You're here for the folk who can benefit from your insights, your ideas, your ability to manage a business. You aren't here for everyone, you just can't be. And you don't know why who you are has triggered someone's upset. Maybe it has nothing to do with you. Maybe it's a projection. Maybe it's their own wounding, their own past, their own problem that's just getting thrown at you and you happen to be the public figure or the leader who's standing closest and so it splatters on you and that's the issue. Maybe it has nothing to do with you. Or maybe it does, but it really doesn't matter. Like you are who you are in the world and you have to keep going, focus on the people that you serve and the work that you're doing and not let it become such a distraction. Because these negative things do have the power to sort of plant seeds and they become perseverative. That word means persevere in thought process. So the hamster in your mind is like, Brrr. it's hard to think about anything else, do anything else, focus on anything else. And that's absolutely not helpful to you or to anyone in your company. So get comfortable with the fact that this will probably happen if it hasn't happened yet. And the very real reality that you cannot make everyone happy in the world, nor should you try but stay super focused on the people that you do serve. Being a leader isn't easy. Running a business isn't easy. My job is to try to make it maybe a little easier or at least help us find meaning in the hard things that happen. If this work is interesting to you, definitely subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can also find my podcast, Zen Founder, and visit me at zenfounder.com for more about the information, for more information about the services that my team and I provide. Cheers to your health and to your business. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode of the podcast. In the meantime, feel free to check out zenfounder.com for lots of resources about the kinds of conversations that we have on the podcast. 
you can get information about working with me, about maybe joining a Zen tribe. It's sort of like a mental health boot camp for entrepreneurs. We also have lots of content on our blog, links to resources in our courses and books for sale. So check us out there and we hope to provide anything and everything that you might need to make the entrepreneurial life a little bit easier.